Hi guys, thanks for tuning in this week. You are listening to Real Estate Roundtable. I'm your host, Peyton Breeze. I'm a realtor here with Keller Williams. I've been doing this for about two months now. Here's Nick. Hey everybody, my name is Nick Capuglia. I'm a realtor with Empire Network Realty. Uh, I've been doing this since January of 2020. I got into real estate uh, part-time working with my father and cousin on tax lien sales and investments. And uh, thanks to COVID, I've now gone into it full-time. And this is Terrence. Yeah, I'm Terrence Humley with JB Goodman Realtors. Been at this since about December of 2019, right around you know Christmas time. Got a birthday present for myself. Got my real estate license. Um, went through and had a, a bit of, of success, but at the same time, COVID put a pause on it for a bit. But now I'm at it full time and, and ready to go. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you guys are able to join us today. Uh, we're going to jump into our first topic here, and that's how are we finding a great realtor? Okay, before we dive into that, though, we have a first down question for you guys. Do you know who pays the realtor's commission? The best part about that, it's a very common misconception uh, that somebody looking for a house, more specifically somebody looking to buy their first house, first-time home buyers, they're, they're already worried about you know having to pay closing costs, having to pay this, that, the other. They don't realize that actually, if they were to call one of us, we can help them for no cost to them. Because uh, essentially, the, it's the seller who ends up paying both sides of the commission. Buyers, the buyers don't have to worry about paying us anything, which is, is really cool. My uh, one comment on that is, though, buyers don't pay the, the realtors normally, but finding the right realtor is important so you don't pay costly mistakes. Absolutely. Guys, I have one more thing to add on to that as well. Uh, Nick, you mentioned that the buyers can end up paying for their agent, uh, either through mistakes or uh, otherwise. Guys, a lot of buyers, they do all their homework on Zillow and Trulia and, and all these other big realty sites. You're finding a lot of for sale by owners. And not always are they willing to pay the agent's commission, and then that comes back on you guys. Absolutely. So that's our our fun first down question for the day. Uh, Most of the time, the seller will pay the commission. Buyers, there's no reason not to hire a great realtor. Let's get into today's topic. How are we finding a great realtor? Nick? So the first thing about real estate you have to understand is that it's a self-driven career and you you want to look for a realtor who's dedicated to that, who understands that. They need to be dedicated to learning, improving, and holding themselves accountable. I know very few people who became realtors who actually knew what the day-to-day life of a realtor was. Like when you pass your real estate test, you're not told if you do, uh, what questions you got right, what questions you got wrong. So you don't know your strengths and weaknesses. And that's why as a a client or as a consumer looking for a realtor, it's important that you find one that, you know, makes you feel like they know what they're talking about and they can answer questions. Like, you know, a lot of people think they pass the real estate exam. Half the, half the people don't pass. So they must be like, oh, I'm ready to dive in. I passed. Most people haven't. But that is very incorrect. 
there is a big difference between what's on the real estate exam and what it takes to actually sell a house and, and help people out. So you, you definitely, I agree, you do have to find that person who understands what their role actually is. And it's more than just, you know, even just walking through buying a house. Real estate agents are kind of a multifaceted form. We're, we're there to help with any little thing that pops up. Call us first. Yeah, guys, that's something something that you you touched on there. Just because you got your license doesn't necessarily mean that that you're ready to just jump in and you know exactly what you're talking about. A lot of agents don't fully prepare themselves and practice and train the right way, and it ends up being very costly for you guys down the road. So something that you want to look at when you are finding your realtor is do they know their stuff? How How forthcoming with you? How, how forthcoming are they with you? Um, can, can you trust them? Uh, Nick, I think you have a little bit more to say about honesty and trust in a realtor. Well, I'm going to be honest right now. When I first became a realtor, I got very lucky. I got a client right in the beginning. He found a property that he wanted. I didn't even know how to write an offer. Like, I, I'll be honest, yeah. And that's the big thing about, you know, honesty. That And it's, it's honesty with your clients that's important because that builds connection and trust. But you want a realtor who's also honest with themselves, who knows, wow, I don't know as much as I think I know, or, and, and they're going to take the time to learn it, figure it out. I mean, most realtors, they get their license. They don't even practice real estate for a month or a year because it's not that easy. My first client was a friend of mine who knew I was, uh, you know, first time, first time going through it because she was with me throughout the whole process. I was, you know, taking my classes and things like that. So it was nice to, have somebody who understood that I was kind of, you know, still feeling my way through things. Um, and, but being able to be honest with, with her through that whole process did make the process smoother. I didn't have to, you know, act like I knew something I didn't. Uh, they, they were definitely helpful throughout the, the whole process and kind of understanding where I was coming from. Yeah. And, and guys, that's, that's really what you're looking for is it's not necessarily the experience when you're looking for the realtor, it doesn't matter if you've been in it 20 years, five years, or five months. That's not what defines a great realtor. What defines the great realtor is someone who you're working with and you trust that they're going to hold your hand every step of the way and that if they don't know something or they need assistance, they're going to bring that on. They're not going to lead you astray just so that they look better in the end. Which brings me to one point, a lot of like a lot of new agents that I talk to are always told, fake it till you make it. And that is I think that is sort of okay advice, but it could also be terrible advice. Like you want an agent who's willing to like you said, Peyton, to reach out and get someone who knows the answers and they can help them. Because the ultimate thing is, you know, you're buying a house, it's serious, or you're selling a house. That's a serious step. It's the biggest financial decision you will be making in your life most of the time. And you don't want to just leave that up to anybody. You got to find the right person to help you through that. And one of the best ways to do that is you have to connect. Now, without connection and communication, it's really hard. Because when it comes to realtors, there are a bunch of us out there. Like, the numbers keep growing year in and year out. Um, not any, are there going to be people that are better for the job for one person or another? Yes. Um, but you have to find who's right for you because how I work with somebody is not the same way Peyton would work with somebody. You're not the same Nick would work with somebody. You, you definitely have to, to, to find that 
connection to be able to, to get things done. The one thing I would say about that, and Peyton touched on it, is like, uh, you, no matter what, no matter which style of realtor you are or what kind of realtor you're looking for, you do want someone who's walking you through the step mm-hmm. by step, explaining each thing, like Peyton said, because, like, and like you said, Terrence, connection is important. Communicating builds connection by these realtors explaining every bit of the process to you. Like, this is creating trust, this is creating connection and you and you know that they know what they're doing, which is important. With technology these days, communication is one of the the easiest it's ever been, right? Because you have email, you have text, you have phone calls. So some people don't like phone calls. What the the best part about finding uh, the realtor that works for you is you find one that communicates in the style you want to be communicated with and is open to communicating with you how you want. If that's only text message, they only send you text message. Only phone calls, they only call you. You, and they have to be able to communicate often because uh, if they're not communicating back and forth with you often, how do you expect them to communicate back and forth with other agents? Like I ran into an issue. Um, obviously, these markets are, are crazy right now. Things are, are pretty hectic. Things are flying off. Um, I was trying. We I had written a couple offers uh, for the same house. We'd gone back and forth, and then all of a sudden, the agent just was not getting back to me whatsoever. Uh, wasn't getting any results, and then my buyer was wondering, hey, what's going on? Why, what, why are we not hearing anything? I called, he's not answering texts, he's not answering phone calls, not answering emails. But he wasn't even communicating with me. Um, so I would never want to put that on somebody else because it just causes so much more stress for the, the, the client. So you have to find the right communication aspect. When it turns out it happened, they'd accept another offer, but they didn't even have the courtesy to let us know that that was like, going through the process. We didn't find out until it just was on the MLS two days later. Thing that was pending, so that was that was definitely interesting. Terrence, something that you mentioned there, and I just want to touch on real quick. You were unable to get in touch with the other agent after you had submitted offers. There had been kind of some radio silence, and you you just couldn't communicate with them. Something that you mentioned that you did really good, and buyers, even sellers, if you're out there and you're looking for a realtor, or if you're working with a realtor. It's okay if they can't get in touch with the other agent. That's not necessarily their fault. It may be, but it's not necessarily their fault. What Terrence did really well and that I like that he said, he communicated with his buyers. This is what's going on. You know, I put in the offer. I haven't heard back. I've reached out to them. I've called them. I've emailed them. You're not being left in the dark just because your agent is. He's going to communicate that with you. Um, that way you're not feeling so lost in this process. Which comes back to trust as we were all talking about. Like you you need you need to know that your agent is doing everything possible. And most likely they are. They are trying to get in touch. I've dealt with the same exact things as Terrence before. The other thing I wanted to mention, uh, was like I mentioned a little bit before was connection. Right? Having a good connection, um, is all about it. We all mentioned how we all do things differently. We also all have different personalities, right? I embrace the fact that I am a nerd. When it comes to nerdy things, I'm probably going to know much know about it. I embrace the fact that I'm into sports, right? So those those couple things can end up kind of helping you build relationships. So if you have a relationship with your, your, your real estate agent, they're going to know you a little better. They're going to know what you're looking for even more. I was helping a, a couple of clients try to find a uh, a home to lease 
right? They're just looking to lease. We're quite ready to buy. We, <clears throat> my goal is to always help out with everybody getting everything they need. Um, and turns out they were also, well, kind of pretty in, embraced into the the nerd culture. Um, one of the while we were, you know, out looking around, we saw a random place that just kind of popped up uh, while we were waiting on uh, a tenant to to leave another place so we could actually take a look at it. Um, so we went and viewed it, and it had a massive backyard. And while we were talking about kind of what they would do with it, different aspects, um, they'd already talked about, you know, having D&D parties at their house and different things. I just made a random joke about <clears throat> even having like a live action role play thing in the backyard. And then they loved the idea, right? It was something. And those are, those are clients that have now become super uh, – they've become super, you know, close friends of mine just because we embraced it and knew each other about the, the nerd culture. So you have to find somebody who you connect with and you can build an overall relationship, which can even help make the whole process a lot more fun and a lot smoother. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm, I'm really glad that you guys were able to, to kind of strengthen that connection and, and build a relationship there. Uh, and I think overall that probably really helped the trust uh, that was between you guys, not only on, on the client's end um, and then being able to trust in you and your abilities, but you as well. And that's something I want to point out is uh, trust isn't just a one-way street, right? Our clients don't just have to trust us. If you want realtors to work with you, better realtors to work with you, you want to be trustworthy to them. How, how do you come off as uh, a consumer? Does a realtor look at you and say, okay, I'm not going to waste my time with this person. They're serious. They're motivated. They want to work with me. I know it's not on our, our topics to, to cover, but that just kind of popped something in my head. The biggest no. way to seem super trustworthy to a realtor, get pre-approved. Work about working with a lender. Talk about that. Even if you don't have one and you're speaking to a, a real estate agent, we all have our lenders that we work with. We all have people that we can direct you to to get you set up with phone calls. Getting pre-approved, especially in a market like this, is going to be the quickest way to not only get the fastest help, but it's going to be the quickest way to be able to find yourself a home. Because when these markets, like right now, things are, are crazy. Like, for example, I'm in the Austin market. Right now, we have a month's worth of inventory, right? So if nobody, no house has popped up on the market, we'd be out in a month. Um, to get into one of those houses, you have to have a good offer. And you can't have a good offer unless you're pre-approved. Yeah. I want to circle back to that real fast. Is, uh, like, Imagine when you, if you're hiring a realtor, you have to think of them like a doctor. You can't lie to your doctor. They're not going to figure out what's wrong with you. I had a buyer who swore up and down to me that his house in New York had sold. And when he was coming to Florida, and we spent like a week searching for homes, I'm filling out offers with no addendum, which is basically a contractual obligation. And that is not good. Like I, I'm trying to basically, it's illegal. He had to sell his home to buy a home. And I was not aware of this. And finally, after a week or two of searching, I found out and he kept telling me, no, my house is sold. It was under contract. It was not sold. It's very important. I just want that's why I just want to come back to that. Like, your realtor needs to be honest and 
If we know everything, we can we can get you through just about anything. We just have to know what's going on. Exactly. Yeah, and and guys, something that Nick just said there is he wasn't aware of that fact. That house needed to sell. He thought it was sold because that's what the client told them. Now, if that's what the client told Nick, there's not really much that he could have done differently there. But that does go into finding a prepared realtor. Do they ask the right questions from the beginning to make sure that they set you up for success? Do they ask you what you're looking for, why you're looking for it, when you need it? Do, do, do they ask the questions that are going to get you into a home with the least hassle as possible? Right, and, and that's something you can gauge. Um, I'm not expecting buyers to sit down in a consult and know exactly what they need the realtor to ask them. That's our job. But do they come across as confident? Do they sound like they know what they're talking about? And when they tell you something, do they sound like they're being truthful? Or are they just making something up so that you hear what you want to hear? I will always respect someone that tells me, I don't know that answer, and I will find out for mm-hmm. you over someone who, again, is faking it till they make it. And if you're a realtor listening to this, I just want to say it, it, it stinks that telling a client you don't know the answer, but it can be fatal trying to fake it or, or giving them the wrong information. Guys, if look, you fake it and say something wrong, it's a whole lot worse than just saying, I don't know. And let me tell you something. That's not just a a beginner agent thing. There's realtors in my office that have been doing this for 20, 30 years, and it happens. Things come up that we've never done before, um, and, and they don't know the answer. So when your realtor tells you, you know, I don't know that answer, um, I have someone who specializes in this in my office, let me give them a call and I'll find out for you right away. That's someone that you want to work with because they're going to be diligent in this process and they're going to make sure that you're well taken care of. That highlights a big point of real estate in general. Um, while the agent themselves are important, it's who the agents also have behind them to be able to make sure that they're giving you the correct answer. Because without, without a support system, uh, since, as Nick mentioned earlier, it is a self-driven business. If, if it's just that one person and nobody's behind them and they don't have anybody they can call, they're going to be winging it for a lot of the time. But if they have that support team, that support staff behind them, they, they know they have people they can call to answer. Like I've got a couple people in my office who uh, are specialized in different things, got a land guide, different things. You know who to call for the situation that's popping up. That's, that's invaluable, right? Because just because I don't know something doesn't mean I don't know somebody who does and I'll get you that answer. Yeah. And uh, going kind of further into that preparedness aspect of it, other things that you want to be looking for when you're you're searching for a realtor, one, first off, make sure you interview more than one person. Someone might blow, blow your socks off at the first interview, and you're like, wow, I'm going to work with them. They're going to do a great job. But you didn't see what else was out there, and maybe they were actually one of the, the lower-quality realtors and you just didn't know what you were looking for. Um, I believe it's 87%, and someone correct me if I'm wrong, 87% of consumers work with the first realtor that they speak to. Right? So part of I think being... That's correct. 
part of being prepared in this process also falls back on you guys. Do your homework. Find find multiple realtors. I mean, you're paying a lot of money for this if you're the seller. Um, and potentially if you're the buyer, if your realtor messes up a bunch, do your homework. Yeah, I agree. Right? Being able to, to know about the, the agent themselves. Because uh, the agent's going to tell you a lot of things. Um, reviews are a big, a big source to check. If you've talked to somebody, check the reviews. See if they've got it. Check, check on Google. Check on Facebook. They're going to have reviews out there. Make sure there's somebody that you can trust. Because if people have bad experiences, they sure they, they definitely tell you more about the bad experiences than they tell you about the good experiences. So you'll at least know about the bad experiences. Um, so you know what can happen. And you can always ask them about it. Because, yeah, bad experiences may end up happening one way or another. Um, not everybody's going to work with everybody the same way. Right, some some personalities just don't click, um, and that's on neither person's overall fault. It's like I, somebody may want to work in a specific direction, the other person wants to go that way. If that's the case, don't be afraid to get out of the contract you have. Right, if it's not working, don't try to force yourself through it because you do have that option. Nobody tells you much about it, but you do have the options to find a way to get out of it. That's that's on both sides. Right, we have, as agents have the ability of if things aren't going smoothly, we can kind of direct you towards somebody else and just kind of move on. And you can do the same. You have the right to to cancel working with us. But when we're looking at at finding a great realtor, uh, one of those things that we want to look into is how prepared are they? Are they showing up to your consults on time? If you book a meeting with me for noon, I'm there at noon usually well before noon, I'm sitting there, I'm preparing, I'm getting ready for our meeting, and I'm getting in the in the right mindset. Are, are your people, are, are they showing up on time to your meeting? Do they show that they value your time and your business? Um, and what sort of materials are they bringing to that? Are they kind of just walking in with their phone and they're like, hey, you know, uh, here's some Zillow listings for you. Um, I thought you could look at them and maybe we could buy a house. Or are they showing up and they know information about the market? They know what's out there, what's available. Um, and specifically, you know, if you've had any communication beforehand, you told them, I want a 3-2 price range, 250 minus, and we need an acre of land. Did they bring you some information on what's available there so that they can set your expectations, how long this process is going to take, and, and what kind of work you're looking for? Yeah, that's a, that's a very good point. Um, even just to kind of take it back off of a bit, it's not even if you set up a meeting with somebody to technically see their preparedness and what they know. Because uh, I make sure with every open house I do, I not only know about the house itself, but I know about the neighborhood, know about what's around. Uh, I always have a um, email presentation that I can email to you that has other open houses that weekend in the area within like a, a three-mile radius. To where if you're out looking at houses, I want to make sure you're stopping by all the open houses. I don't mind sending you going out to look at more one. I'm still at mine, um, keeping you prepared that way. And then should you love the house you're in, I've got – I make sure I have at least three backup contracts with me in paper form, not only just, you know, having a computer or things, but in paper contracts. For worst-case scenario, we're getting you a contract written up that day should you want to buy that house, and we'll get you, we'll get you going. So I'm making sure no matter what happens, I'm ready to go. 
Yeah, something I, I want to jump in on there real quick. And I'm guilty of one of those things that you mentioned. <laughs> my first ever open house that I did, and I learned my lesson, and that's part of being a newer agent. I jumped into it, and I was super excited. It was this $600,000 home. is just beautiful and a, a wonderful school district. It was right by the water. It was just huge, amazing new construction. I'm like, awesome. Let's blow this up on advertising. So we got a bunch of people into this place. We had a, a lot of groups come out. It, it was a pretty good turnout. And this couple showed up, and they knew, they knew way more about real estate than most consumers do. And they're asking me, they're like, can I put a fence up here? I'm like, um, I can check with the list agent on that one. And they were like, oh, well, we were kind of hoping you know that. Well, well what, what about a pool? Can we put a pool in here? I was like, uh, I mean, I can check the restrictions. And they were like, well, do you have those printed out for us? No. If you're going to do an open house as, as an agent, and this is tips to all the realtors listening to this right now, go into it prepared to meet a buyer and go into it prepared to know that if the right person shows up, they might want to write an offer right then and there. And they're going to want info on that property and the area and you're not just there to babysit the empty house, right? And and likewise, on how what you're saying, always make sure to have the seller's disclosure. There's already public information on the that I make sure one of those is printed out, so that way if they want to see it, I've got it, so they see kind of any issues. It also helps me whenever they're asked, oh, what's this? Oh yeah, that was known on the seller's disclosure, that sort of a thing. They know that's an issue, um, that sort of uh, of aspect. Um, it is really I, the reason I am as prepared I am at open houses now is because I was not early on. So <laughs> ran into those same types of things. You, uh, even as prepared as you want to be, you can have 99 questions answered on your sheet. You know what you're doing. They're going to ask you that hundredth, hundredth and first. You're not, you might not ever have every answer, but the best part about it is even if you don't know it off the top of your head, once you find out that answer for them, then you just start volunteering that information to the next person. You're like, well, now I know this was built by so-and-so and roof was made in so-and-so. Uh, so that way you start building that knowledge and you can use what you know to, to kind of help uh, push things along as well. Yeah, and, and one more thing for the realtors that are listening to this. I know this is more geared toward a consumer end this week, but uh, – if you have clients show up, make sure you disclose who you represent. Uh, so many times at that first open house, people walked in and they were like, oh, hey, like, uh, wh when does your seller want to get rid of this? And and uh, w will your seller take a lower offer? And, you know, questions of that sort. Make sure you disclose who you represent. I did not represent the seller, and that's something that I told them. You want to make sure that you y you let them know who you're there to work with because you don't want to get into any liability issues should something come up and someone assumes that, you know, well, he did the open house and he didn't tell us about this. Well, that's, that's something that you need to disclose from the beginning and just get all the right info out to people. Don't try to lead people on and, and act like it's your $600,000 listing or, or that you own the property. For sure. 
And for consumers, when you show up to an open house, try to answer those 100th, 101st questions or ask those 100th questions that the realtor might not necessarily know because if you're going into a property and this is potentially the biggest investment of your life, you want to get all the information. Even if they don't know the answer right away, try to get that information that needs a little bit, bit of digging. It also helps you track down and figure out if that's the right realtor to work for you. The whole point of this podcast is to try to help you find that. If you're in an open house and you're asking some questions, some basic questions, like what's that down the street or uh, why is it gas and not, or why is it electric and not gas or can gas be, be in the, the stove? If they can't answer those questions for you, are those really the ones you're going to want representing you in the first place? All right. It, it Whenever you're going through this process, you're going to the open house to look at houses, first and foremost. But if you're not represented, part of the reason you're going to an open house is to find a, a buyer, because, or I mean not buyer, I'm sorry, to find a realtor. Because if you don't end up with a realtor, um, it can be tougher for you as the buyer looking for the house. Because if the other agent is trying to help you, uh, buy that house the one who's the listing agent right if you're just working with them and they're working on, on both ends of it they can't give you advice they can't work to help you through different aspects they they're just sitting there you they're basically filling out a box for you right whatever you say kind of goes uh they can't help the seller in that case either really um so it, it's not something that helps out many people nobody's fighting on your behalf so the best part about finding a realtor since it is free like we mentioned at the top of the show is you get somebody battling for you. Their whole job is to make sure you get your best deal. They don't care about anybody else. They care about you. Um, that's the key to finding the right realtor, is finding Which, somebody that can help you get the right deal. Uh, and in some cases, that means you know, doing everything they can to, to cut it down a little bit, helping out here and there. And they're not worrying about, yeah, you may have a $300,000 budget, but if your dream home's at two hundred twenty thousand, they're going to show you the two hundred twenty thousand dollars house because they're not going to care about the extra commission they get if they put you at the top of your budget. You want to find somebody who's right for you and will help you find your perfect house. Yeah, Terrence, that's something I want to touch on real quick. Um, what he's talking about here are our fiduciary duties to our clients. When we represent you, we represent you and your interests over our own. If you ever sense that someone that you're working with is in it for themselves more than they are for you, then you're working with the wrong agent. Just going to put that out there. If you ever feel like you're being taken advantage of or like they're after a check and that's all, you're working with the wrong person. And, and, and that comes back to preparedness and everything. When you go to that first appointment with your realtor, one, if they're late, and they don't have a lot of material with them, that should be a huge red flag. And that's just something I want to say from earlier. But um, ask your realtor to show you properties below your budget, like what your max budget is, because you don't want a realtor that's hiding great properties that are like twenty, thirty thousand 30000 less. If they're only showing you what's at the top, I also would view that as a red flag, unless there's literally nothing in the market below that. Which doesn't right now, it is pretty tough to, to find just here in you know, uh, October of 2020. It's, it's a little hectic out there finding, finding right spots. Uh, that's why right now what I'm doing, um, 
it's uh, all about for your buyers leaving no stone unturned, right? Every day, not only am I you know, checking the MLS, checking all these first-time home buyers or first sale by owner sites, right? Uh, so that way, some of those may not pop up on the MLS because they don't want to pay for that or this, that, or the other. So I'm even checking those just to make sure that uh, my buyers know everything that's out there. Is there going to be a situation where my buyers may end up going through and uh, getting a for sale by owner and the the owner does not want to you know, pay my commission? Yeah. But do I care as much as I care about making sure that, that, that my clients get into the perfect house for them? I'd much rather them get into the perfect house, even if I don't necessarily get paid for it, just because I know how tough it is to find a house right now and find the right house for you. My goal is to make sure you get in that no matter what. I just want to touch on that when, like uh, Terrence was saying, like leaving no stone unturned, ask your realtor to see expired, like listings that have not sold. Look, ask him for sold listings. Ask him for temporary off the market. That is, that's a, and that goes back to what Peyton was saying on preparedness. If they should have a list of everything that's been going on in that market where you want to buy. Guys, just kind of going back to what Terrence was saying there, leaving no stone unturned and, uh, you know, also back to Nick, looking within your budget um, and even under your budget. Right now, that goes back to that initial consult, that, that very first conversation. Your realtor needs to set the expectation for you, what is realistic and what is not in your market. That's part of being prepared and that's part of preparing you that's that's part of our job as well is preparing you uh, for this process. So you don't want somebody who's just going to tell you what they, what you want to hear. Yeah, no. So you might have that initial consult, and you might be really frustrated to hear in your market three bedrooms and two bathrooms on two acres of land. You're going to have to look at 400 homes to find the right one in your budget. But that's the guy that you want to work with the one that's honest with you and doesn't lie to you and tells you that this is going to be a frustrating process so that you don't jump into it unprepared. That reminds me of two more points I want to make. First, that could be 400 homes. That that, that thing list could be two. Right? There, could, there could legit be two houses, and that that's all there is. Especially um, right now. Uh, when it comes to uh, – but when it comes to the buying process, it can be frustrating. What people don't, uh, it's more of an elimination game than it is a finding game. You're basically, when you're going into your house, you're not necessarily just checking off that you don't like that house. What about that house didn't you like? That then helps you narrow down and actually find, because what you think, like what all of us as people in general, what we think we want might not be what we actually want, right? So it, it is kind of an interesting dynamic of going through what I always kind of one of the fun things I do when going through uh, a buyer presentation running through with, with my with my clients when we're driving around looking at properties I give each property a name right uh, and then as we leave as we leave the second property we've looked at I'm like all right which house is better a B and if they say a we mark off B that's not something we come back to later it's marked off uh, because it's an elimination game. Because if you just leave everything as an option, there are going to be a lot of options out there. It's going to be tough to find the right one. Yeah, very confusing. 
having that process of elimination uh, and, and helping your clients clarify kind of what's going on. Because a lot of times you'll get lost in this process. You don't have hundreds of hours of training. You don't do this 16 hours a day. It's what we're paid to do. So when you're looking for your realtor, ask them, what do you do differently that, that's going to make this a little bit easier on me? And see what they say. If they have some genuine ideas that are going to make this process smoother for you, like that, that process of elimination, that's someone that you want to look a little bit further into. Because trust me, by the time you've looked at that sixth or seventh house that day, they're all going to start running together. That just goes back to being honest with your realtor. Be afraid to tell them you hate something. Like yeah. mo- most yeah. realtors, they want to find you the perfect home. Like we want to I, know what you hate. <laughs> like, I mean, most most buyers I run into, they know exactly what they want. They aren't afraid to say it. But I have had some timid buyers who, you know, told me to put offers on houses that they really didn't like, and told. And when the offer fell through, they told me, "I'm glad it didn't. It fell through. I don't want that. I don't want you to." a house you don't want i want you to be happy and then give me a referral hopefully yeah that's that's great that's another thing to to consider guys the realtor that you work with you're likely if they do a good job for you you're likely going to refer them out to your friends and your family and if you don't know any other realtors or you don't know any better and they don't do a good job for you and you still refer them out to your friends and your family, they might not do they they might not get lucky the next time. So that's why you really want to do your due diligence so that not only for yourselves, but your friends and your family, the people that you're referring this agent out to, they're gonna they're gonna do good by them too. Which if you're listening realtors, this is a big thing you need to understand. You can do cold calling, you can do all of that, um, advertising, but referrals can be the meat of your business, which is why you need to recognize your client's happiness is the most important aspect of this. Referrals are king. Uh, Guys, we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show here. I I think this was uh, a great intro into our podcast. Before we sign off here, Nick, where can our, our audience find you? So you guys can email me at Nick with an extra K Puglia, P-U-G-L-I-A at gmail.com. Um, but the best way to reach me is Facebook. Just search Nick the Realtor. I'm in Orlando, Florida, um, and you'll find me right away. I always will answer immediately through their email or uh, Facebook messengers. Awesome. Terrence, where can our audience find you? Yeah, always email me, uh, Terrence at jbgoodwin.com. That's T-E-R-R-E-N-C-E. Everybody either puts one R and A. It's a weird spelling, right? <laughs> um, or you can find me on Twitter at Terrence Hunley. I'm an Austin area realtor. Uh, doing things uh, great. I'm also at Terrence Hunley on Facebook. Um, so you can reach out, track me down, and I'd be happy to help you guys out. Awesome. And I'm Peyton Breeze. You can find me on all social media platforms at Breeze Peyton, B-R-E-E-S-E-P-E-Y-T-O-N, or at the Running Realtor Team. We'll